Welcome to Gardening Talk back on to when you are at FM today. We're joined once again by Judy Sharp. Great to be back with us, Judy. Oh, thanks, Greg. Two weeks in a row. It's nearly a record. It is. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll make it three in a row, but what have you got for us today, Judy? Uh, look, you know what? We're nearly in April. Ne- very nearly. Yeah. I drove up the drive yesterday afternoon coming home from work and all my Sasanqua camellias were out in flower. And I looked at them and I thought, what are you doing out in flower? <laughs> you shouldn't flower till March. And then I thought, oh, my gosh. We're March near- is nearly over. March is nearly <laughs> over. So, you know, we'll talk about the Sasanqua camellias and how to treat them and look after them. And then we should also talk about deciduous trees because that's going to be happening pretty soon. Leaves dropping everywhere. And Anzac Day is coming up and we plant poppies on Anzac Day. It's a tradition. So we'll talk about how to prepare the ground. And, of course, it's bulb time. Bulb time. Bulb time. Bulb time means putting them in the crisper in the fridge. Really? Why? It tricks them. They think they're under the snow. So when you plant them, they work quicker. They grow quicker. Okay, rightio. The only thing is you have to remember they're in the crisper. A lot of people put them in and then they forget, forget. they're in there. Yeah. <laughs> so I always give a little reminder about that uh, in May to get them out of the crisper. And, you know, it's time where you can, in April, which we'll talk about because it's pretty close, uh, you can divide perennials, clivia, agapanthus, iris, native violets. So it's a good work time in the garden in April, particularly over Easter if you don't go away. Well, you've got four days to do something. Yeah, yeah, four days of gardening coming up. <laughs> so we've got plenty to talk about, Greg. So we've got Julie from Womberall, and she wants to take cuttings of happy plants to propagate. Oh, hi, Julie. That's ambitious. Hello. I'm in a pot, and it's two metres high, and it's only two centimetres in diameter. Right, okay. So has it got any side shoots coming off? No. Okay, well, that's going. you need a side shoot probably to propagate. Oh, I can't just cut the long stick off in certain lengths and shove it in the ground? Oh, okay. Well, you can, of course, but probably not in the ground, probably in another pot, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, when do I do that? Oh, you could still do it now. Once the cold weather comes, it won't be wise, but certainly at the moment you should be able to do it. How long do I do the cuttings, Judy? Oh, look, don't make them too long, so you know, because then they take a while to shoot. Uh, and you should probably get some um, rooting powder. Yeah, I usually use honey. Oh, honey makes you funny. Yeah, I know. Giggle too. <laughs> <laughs> and does that work, Julie, the honey? It seems to. They seem to go okay. Oh, good on you. Well, that's a useful hint today to start the show with. Thank you. Honey. Okay, well, do I do them with honey if it works for you. Okay, how long's long? How long to leave them? No, how long is long to do the cutting? Oh, okay. Look, probably, as I said, don't make them too long. And your your stump is fairly thick, isn't it? No, no, it's only two centimetres all the way up. It's only a skinny mini. And it's a happy plant? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Well, probably don't hack it around too much till it gets a bit uh, thicker and more developed. I would only take probably um, 
you inches or centimetres, darling? I, I can do either. Oh, you're clever. Okay, well, <laughs> let's let's go about 10 inches. Oh, okay, good. Okay. Just so it gives me... And how far in the ground do I shove it? Oh, not very far. Just All so right. it can stand up. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Good luck Thanks with that, that, Julie. Judy. You're oh, welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, we've got Helen now from Wall's End. She's got a question about the magnolia. Good morning. Oh, good afternoon, Helen. Sorry. about uh, Judy. Um, yeah, I've got a, a magnolia teddy bear, which I received as a Christmas gift. Um, a few weeks ago, or maybe a month at least, put it in a half wine barrel. It seems to be doing okay. Uh, there's a bit of brown on the leaves. It gets morning and um, in the sun, morning sun and yeah, shade in the afternoon. Can I add bounce back to that? Oh, yes, definitely. Okay. Yeah. In, in a half wine barrel, how much would you give it roughly, Judy? Was it a fairly advanced teddy bear? Well, when I got it, uh, it's, it's yeah, well over a metre, a metre and a half. Okay. Uh, probably I'd only give it a handful at the moment. Okay. And, and, you, then, and then just water it in, is that correct? Yes, and okay. you did use really good potting mix for it, didn't oh, you? Oh, yes. Oh, good, good, yes. yeah. yeah. Beautiful plants. Yeah, so yeah. I just what I hadn't fertilised it, and I thought, well, I've had it for in, since Christmas. I might as well try and put some on oh, now. Oh, yes, definitely. And, you know, also, uh, why don't you get some flourish for flowering plants and that you can give them that in their water quite regularly. Flourish, okay. I'll do that. Okay. Thank you for your help, Judy. And it was a lovely present, that one. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> I don't want to lose it. No, they're fantastic plants. They are. Yeah. They are. Thank you for the call, Helen. problem. Thank you. Bye. Bye. It's Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are at FM. If you've got a question for Judy Sharp, 49216216. We've got Jenny from Mount Royal, and she's got problems with the roots of her white mulberry tree. Hello, Jenny. Hello, how are you? Very well, very well. Now... It's trapped above the ground. It started in the drought, and now it's very prominent. But it looks like it's heading towards our surge. So we're wondering, can we cut cut it off what's above the ground and not kill the tree? I'm pretty sure you won't kill the tree. Uh, you know, they are fairly prolific, as you know now, and uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want them getting in the sewer, uh, do you? Uh, no. No, look, I think you could definitely... Uh, cut that root. Uh, it's probably got so many other roots heading that way, though. You might have to um, put some kind of root barrier down. Do you, can you manage to do that? I think we might have left. There she is. She's back. You're right. You faded out of for a minute. Sorry, I'm dropping. A window is Jenny, you might have to ring us back, darling, when you're not driving. It's really difficult to understand. I think that might be the way to go. And we've got Gillian from Walls End, and she's got issues with a fiddle leaf fig. Hello, Gillian. Hi, Judy. How are you? I'm very well, darling. And yourself? Good. Just, yep. You've just got a sick fig, have you? Yes, uh, it's about three metres tall and I've had it for like probably four years, but it's losing all its leaves. And do they feel limp? 
No, they no, they're not limp. Right. Okay. They're just dropping they're sort off. They're of yellowing, and then they're dropping off. And have you moved the position of it? No. You haven't. Uh, no. Could you be overwatering? Well, that's what I was thinking because I thought I read somewhere where if the leaves go yellow, it's being overwatered. Yes, and the other thing is, have you got a tray underneath it? No, it's in one of those pots that have got self-watering. Uh-huh. So the roots could be down sitting in the water all the time. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'd be probably repotting it into oh, okay. something else. Uh, all right. I find that... With plants like fiddle leaves that don't really like to be overwatered, they can get root rot very easy. And if uh, after all this time your roots would definitely be down in the water constantly, wouldn't they? Um, Possibly. I I try not to water it too much. But I did put it out um, in that when we had that rain, you know, to give it a bit of a shower. Oh, right. Okay. And it probably got a flood, I think. Yeah, that no, rain. <laughs> it certainly didn't stop for a while, did it? No. Uh, look, I, I really still think it might be best if you repotted it Potted now. It. All right. Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. yeah. And double check that you haven't got any of those cockchafer grubs in the soil. Okay. You know, they well, look what like. What are they a, called? A cockchafer. But they okay. look like a, a white witchetty grub with a, a black head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yep. And they will get in pots and eat the roots. Yeah, because I've seen them in the gra- like in the garden. Yeah, from time yeah. To time, yeah. So okay. double check on that as well when you're doing right. it. Okay. Thank you. Good Thank luck you with that, much. Julian. Bye. Bye bye. It's gardening talk back on two and you are at FM four nine two one six two one six. And we've got Jeff from New Lambton Heights, and he's got a question about his frangipani. Oh, good afternoon, Jeff. What can I help you with? Thanks for taking the call, Judy. Anytime, um, just, anytime. Just a, just a quick one. Uh, we've got a frangipani about four metres, I suppose, the canopy. Uh, it's about 25 centimetres uh, in the trunk. We just want to cut it back a bit. We want to know how far and when's the best time. Well, the best time is probably, uh, Jeff, when it's deciduous. Right. When it's dropped all its leaves and we're coming up to new growth time, probably okay. in the spring. Probably in the spring, yep. It's yeah. just starting to drop a few leaves now. Ours is usually a bit later than most. Yeah, but, but um, you might have a bit of rust on them. I've noticed everyone's getting rust this year and the no, leaves are dropping. I haven't dropping. noticed that yet. No, anyway. no rust on the back no. of the leaf? Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's no. good. Well, maybe the ground is getting very cold underneath. It's amazing. I always think deciduous plants seem to know before we know <laughs> that the winter's maybe. coming, you know. That can be... Uh, a factor as well so I think now um, I'd be waiting until we look like we're heading for spring again That's fine, how far back can I cut it? Oh look you can't really kill them to be honest, yeah and of course you can uh, leave the cuttings on the ground for a couple of weeks and let them callus over and Mm. grow some other ones if you want to That's how we got this one, yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay Okay, thank you Jeff, for the call Thanks for your time, bye Bye Thanks, Jeff. We've got Tony now from Bonnells Bay, and it's acacia. Is that right? That's right. Acacia limelights. They're not thriving. Oh, I should qualify that. It's a wattle. A wattle, okay. Yeah. Hi, Tony. How are you? Uh, hi, thanks for taking the call. Yes, our, we have three limelights in our garden, um, and they started off so well, but now they're not happy campers at all. They've all gone brown, a little bit falling off. The plants around them are doing really well. 
But just these three limelights uh, are really working hard. And I'm wondering, we someone advised that uh, you got to water them a lot, and then someone else said, no, no, they're oh, tough no. as nails. Don't no. worry about them. They'll go like rockets, and uh, so we're stuck. No, look, I think it's the amount of rain we've had that's probably damaged them, and uh, you might find uh, you might have to cut them back a little bit um, mm-hmm. if they're going brown. You know, I find they're lovely plants and they give you a beautiful show, but they can sometimes be a bit tetchy. Okay. I have um, a gentleman whose roses I prune and he had a whole row of them and they went one by one over a couple of years, yeah. Okay. So they can be touchy. So um, there probably isn't a lot you can do when we've had the amount of rain we've had. Uh, but no, they definitely, it's less water they need. Okay. Is it is it worth digging them out? And, because they're in the general garden. Is it worth potting them and trying them in a pot? The only thing is, Tony, it's amazing, but native plants do not like to be moved. Ah, uh, okay. I think you'd find you might lose them completely. But, you know, I mean, if they're not looking happy, you could certainly try one. Okay. Okay. Try one and see what happens. Yes, yep. that yeah. might be the way to go. But maybe first step is just give them a bit of a cutback and just see what happens. Certainly. And now, well, I don't know where we're headed. Are we headed for more rain, Greg? Uh, not till probably Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe a shower or two. Okay. So nothing well, heavy, I don't think. It might give them time to dry out. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll certainly give that a shot. But thank you so much. You're welcome, Tony. Thanks for the call. Okay. Bye. Bye. It's Guardian Talk back on 2 in your RFM, 49216216. We've got Barbara from Toronto. She's got a question about everyone's favourite veggie, the chocos. And I well, hope Barbara's going to bring us some in, Greg. I sure would. I've got a question. Can I feed them? Can you, sorry, darling? Feed the chocos. Oh, yes, yeah. certainly. Why, uh, generally, they grow very easily. Yes, they do, but I just wanted to bump them up a bit, that's all. Oh, right, okay. Uh, probably maybe um, a little bit of um, cow manure mightn't hurt or a bit of blood mm-hmm. and bone. Okay, that sounds really good. Another thing, I've got clover everywhere through my silver beet. Have you got anything I could put on the clover without hurting the silver beet? No, just, you know, pull it out. Pull it out and that's it. Yeah, look, if if you spray, you're going to, you know, you won't have the silver beet for very long. Okay, then. And just one more thing. Uh, You mentioned last week or the week before that mother-in-law's tongue flower. Oh, yes, yes, they do. Mine flowered this week. It's flowering, is it? Yes. I yes, know. It's, it's amazing, beautiful. isn't it, when they do it? Yes, it's just a white stem with beautiful flowers. Yeah, no, it's um, you should take a photo. And not many people seem to flower for some reason. Okay, I'll take a photo and put it on the website. Oh, that'd be great. Thank you, dear. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. And don't forget chocos, you know, if you've got hundreds of them, we'll have some. I love chocos, but a lot of people don't, Greg. I'm not a big fan. Oh, but you, oh, Barbara will tell you, you cut them in half and bake them. Bake them? Yeah. 
And the actual, the actual seed is beautiful, Tori. The seed? Inside. Oh, really? Oh, I just cut mm-hmm. them in half and... Yeah, oh, that's a, another hint today. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. Bye. Bye. Something to try, perhaps, for some of us. <laughs> We've got Maxine the line from a singleton, and she's got a question about the bottle brush. Hello, Maxine. How are you today? Good, thank you. Jenny, yourself? Oh, yep, great. <laughs> Here having fun with Greg. We always uh, have a, a little bit of an amusing time on the show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love listening to the radio at that station. Um, yeah, I've got a bubble brush out the front. The thing is that it's uh, going brown, not getting many flowers on it, and getting very sparse. What do I do about that? When's that happened, Maxine? Well, it's only happened in the last month or so. Okay, now at Singleton, you certainly had a fair bit of rain, haven't you? Yes. Uh, I wonder if the water table's got it. No, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, they natives don't just don't like the amount of water we've had. But, you know, I mean, unless it's got scale or something on it, you can't see any insects? No, I can't see anything on it. It's just... I really never noticed it until my next-door neighbour mentioned it to me. Yeah, look, the only, a bottle brush is so tough. The only thing you could do is uh, dig down a little bit and make sure there are no cockchafers in the ground, you know, eating the roots. White little grubs, yeah. Yeah, you know what they look like. Yes. And um, it might not hurt to give it a bit of a prune back in case it's, you know, just st- starting to uh, feel its age a bit. Oh, right. Yeah, well, it's been in there for a couple of years or more. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm a bit old, so it's about two or five and a half feet tall. Yeah, you might get someone to... Oh, well, you could give it a little prune, I think, couldn't you? Yeah, I've got a grandson who can do that too. Oh, good. And why not give it a little bit of blood and bone as well? Oh, right. I wasn't too sure what you could give the... Oh, no, blood and bone only. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Maxine. Enjoyed your call. Bye. Bye-bye. And we've got Dennis from Belmont North, and he's got a question about strawberries. Good afternoon, Dennis. Uh, good afternoon, Judy. How are you? Oh, I'm fighting fit today. <laughs> That's good. I must say it's an interesting show, eh? Plenty of variety today. Oh, there definitely has been, yeah. It's yeah. taxed my brain a little bit, you know. Ah, uh, you'll handle it. <laughs> <laughs> well, my question was, I've got a strawberry plants growing in a, I suppose it'd be called a strawberry pot. Yeah, they are wonderful. Yeah. Well, I've got runners coming off them, and they're probably around a metre long. Um, how do I re... Well, can I? If so, how do I do it? Plant them. Oh, you just cut them off. As in singularly, or as in a runner? No, you know where the runner is, is there's shoots coming on the end. Yeah. Yeah, well, you just cut the runner off and then plant the runner with the shoots in the ground. Okay, so given they're a metre long and there's probably one, maybe half a dozen uh, baby plants, I suppose. Oh, well, you Um, could get half a dozen plants. Oh, and towards the end they progressively get smaller, so there's... Still all right to plant the smaller ones? Yeah, probably, but I'd leave some of the runner on those. The other Uh, ones you can probably just plant in the ground. Gotcha. And any 
particular soil that I should put? I'm going to put these in the garden. Look, as long as your soil's adequate, although you might have a bit of sand out there, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, maybe before you uh, can do the surgery, maybe <laughs> just, <laughs> maybe just dig a little bit of cow manure in and leave it for a week before you cut them. Okay. And that might, you know, assist them to grow too. But look, it's not difficult. They really do grow a little bit like a weed. What about all the bugs you get in them? All you know, the... The, the strawberry plant itself. You know, I... when you're looking, I had a magnifying glass because uh, of all the... And down in the, the centre of it, there's mealybugs and all these other sort of critters down there. Um, is that common? Is that on the fruit or on the leaves? No, on the base of the plant. Ah, oh, right, okay. That's where mealybug does uh, haunt. But you need, you will have to spray it, Dennis. Okay, just for the general purpose insecticide or something? Mm, no, we've got to go a little bit stronger than that. Maybe malathion and white oil. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. mealybug's a little bit difficult to control. Uh, it often happens with agapanthus, you know, where the shoot comes out at the bottom. Yes. So they sneak up on you. You don't really know they're down there till they start eating the whole plant. So you probably have to take a little bit of um, a preliminary um, uh, and preliminary spraying. I'm trying to think of the word then. Yeah, um, yeah. Not not spraying, but you know, a bit of preliminary action. That's what yeah. I was thinking of. Poking yes. with a sharp stick. Yes, that's it. More <laughs> more so than that. <laughs> I gotcha. The other one I was going to say, those chocos, I find that, because I grow them and love those things, and I pick them when they're about 70, about three inches. That way I don't have to peel them. Um, and they're absolutely beautiful that way. I mean, I've never peeled chocos when I cook them. Yeah, big ones too. Oh, no, the big ones can be a bit tough. Uh, yeah, so yeah. you only pick the yeah. small ones? Yeah. Oh, I um I had a, um, a florist lady who keeps in touch with me. Uh, I hope she's listening today. <laughs> um, and um, she gave me some chocos to plant oh, not too long ago. And would you believe mine did not grow? Really? No, they just rotted in the ground. And I did the put them down sideways, and I thought I was going to have a whole fence full of chocos. And, yeah. And uh, she couldn't believe it because she had a whole fence full of chocos. So yes. I'll have to give it another try. They used to be stage. in everyone's yard, didn't they? Oh, they did. They now did. they've dis- disappeared. But they're even... You know, Greg's going here, oh, you know, he doesn't like them. Um, <laughs> but um, I don't mind them boiled and a little yep. bit of butter mixed in with them. Yep, that's how I have them. Yeah, but you do need to peel them then if you're going to boil them. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't even do that. Maybe I'm a bit lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, Judy, thanks okay. very much. And thank I you really for the enjoy call. your show. Oh, thank you, dear. Bye. Bye bye. Let's move off Chocos once again. We'll go to John from Elibana, who's got a question about passion fruit. Hello, John. Are you still there, John? John. Oh, he might have gone to sleep. He might have. We might go to Georgia from Neath. <laughs> and she's got brown water in a bucket of cuttings, and she wants to know if it's good for plant feed. Oh, hi, Georgina. Uh, brown water, is it just from the rain in the bucket? 
Yeah, it's just been sitting there for a couple of weeks and I was going to pour it out this morning and I was just wondering if it's any good for pot plants. Oh, look, it won't hurt. Won't hurt? No. I've got a watering can out in my front porch and uh, and a cat door and my puppy, he uses the cat door and even though he's got beautiful fresh water, he always goes out and drinks the brown water in the yeah. in the watering can. And he's a yeah, smart but, puppy, yeah. so if he doesn't get sick, I'm sure your plants aren't going to, darling. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that's all I want to know because, I mean, I, I've, I've always been pouring it out, you know. Yes, yeah, well, that's so, what I, I did I, too, I, yeah. But no, no, it should be fine. It shouldn't hurt them at all. Okay, thank you. And remember, there's no fluoride or chlorine in that water. No, no, it's sort of... It's pure. Pure, yes. Pure brown water. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We'll try John again from Elibana. Are you there, John? No, John isn't there. Oh. He's not there at all. He's probably, do you think, maybe going to ask us um, why his passion fruit aren't uh, ripening? Possibly. Well, why wouldn't they be? Well, because it's getting a little bit late now. Okay. Yeah, they like the sun. And also we had all that rain, of course, but normally that's the question that everyone asks at this time of year, so we've probably answered if he's still listening. Well, there you go, John. I hope we've sorted you out there. Also earlier, Elaine from Curry, she's got some issues with her dahlias? Dahlias. Dahlias. Yeah, uh, they they are bulbs, Greg. Uh, And... uh, they probably wouldn't like the rain. They may have even rotted. Uh, I'd be advising her to dig them up and let them dry out. Okay. That's probably the answer today. The best way. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Guarding tour back on to a new RFM. We've still got time for a couple more callers. And we've got Belinda from Wall's End, and she wants to remove clover from the lawn. Oh, hello, Belinda. How are you today? Oh, hello, Judy. Yes, I want to know... Um, my lawn is half covered with uh, clover just in the last four weeks or so, so it's quite quickly. So what's the best way to deal with this? Belinda, is it um, buffalo lawn? Um, I am not certain because it's, uh, it's been laid down by the previous owner and I don't really know about grass. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Look, uh, very simply, you need the grass to have growth on it. It can't have been mown. and, uh, and you, okay. you Get, find a product called Bindi. Okay. And Bindi right. does also help remove clover. But you uh-huh. do need, say, six hours of sun to for it to work. Oh, all right. So don't mow the lawn for a while. No, and uh. apply the, um, the chemical and then uh, don't mow again till you see it dying down or wait oh. till it does die down. Oh, okay. You mean give the uh, six hours of sunshine after applying Bindi? Yes, dear, yes. And yes. and see, if you mow, a lot of people think, oh, well, I've done that now, and they mow, but that just yes. stimulates growth for them. Oh, all right. So you do need to let it die down if it's going to. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for, yes, that's good. Thank you. Thank you, bye. Thank you, Thank you Judy, bye. We might have time to scrape in one more call. We've got Kerry from Aberglassen, and she's got a question about roses. Oh, hi, Kerry. We best be quick, eh? Yeah. Um, my, I have a dilemma with a, a rose that I've been trying to grow in a pot in summer house. Um, and I was wondering, um, 
if I took one from out of the garden, um, do I have to cut it right back to put it to, so that I can repot it? Uh, probably you would have to take a lot of growth off. Uh, yes. You know, uh, probably the best time to do it, you know, is uh, July when they start to go dormant. Okay. Uh, That would be safer, really. Uh, But if you do decide to, just take off a lot of the growth, particularly if you damage the root system. Okay. Okay? Right, yeah. Okay, no worries. All right, thanks very much. Thank you for the call, Kerry. Thank you for your information. (laughs) Enjoy afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, thanks, Kerry. Guarding Talkback on 2 and FM. And Judy, we're out of time for another week. Oh, Greg... We are too. We are. Well, you've got a little bit of time if you want to mention something very quickly. Oh, well, we did, you know, mention a few things at the top of the program. But, you know, if you're going to um, give your hedges a prune, you should do it quickly now before winter and fertilise them with some cow manure. Rightio. And before planting new um, seasonal vegetables or flowers, you need to put in some poultry manure a week beforehand and then plant. Right, can do. We'll do that this weekend. Judy Sharp, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, Greg. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.